this episode, fall tips. Well, folks, the days are getting shorter and the temperatures are dropping. Ew, is what I say. But anyway, be that as it may, it is time to break out the old fall tips, getting the house ready for winter. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition's entitled Fall Tips, and to help me explain, I am here with my ever- faithful co-host old buddy john cheerful and cheerful yes (laughs) cheerful i forgot about that wow that's exciting um my old buddy john johnny what has been going on this week well you know um it is it has been uh it has been a little bit of fall in the air um i think we're right now it's a little bit of false fall but um, i've been working on a uh, all my pavers outside and cleaning them up and we'll sure we'll talk about uh we'll talk about that but it's been uh you know just a, a lot of things getting prepped up here. Yeah, it's it's. I am starting my list, but you know what? Before we jump into the main topic, just want to do a quick PSA. We want to 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 mention to all our listeners that we do have a YouTube channel, and we would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Handyman Pros Radio Show. Big surprise there. Um, but if you would like and subscribe, if you want to see us in person, you can see us. Uh, it is a face for radio kind of situation, but uh, we do have some graphics. <laughs> yeah, things persevere. That we show. Yeah. yeah, persevere. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And two, if you haven't liked and subscribed on the podcast, do that as well while while you're at it. Send us uh, reviews as well. It just really helps us out. We're trying to get the word out. We really want people to understand this information, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we're helping you save some time, money, and aggravation. And, and uh, that's just our basically our goal, and we want to help spread the word. So with that, Johnny, fall yes. tips besides doing pavers, we're gonna we we, we do a fall tip. We do tips shows usually a couple uh, times a year. We did our summer tips. Uh, they just released. We're a little late on that one. <laughs> Want to apologize for that, but that well, is well. You're what it either is. you know early for Christmas or late for Christmas. <laughs> one of those. You know, oh, Johnny, things. we can we can do the Christmas show now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyway, with that, uh, yes, folks. If you haven't figured it out, this is a very conversational type <clears throat> show, and um, sometimes we get off on slight tangents, but we've worked on that very hard. Anyway, yeah, fall- I mean, you know, uh, let me say this, Larry, because you know what when, when the people that are listening or the people that are watching this, you know, this isn't uh you know the the uh the professional shows of uh you know professional shows. It's just you and I talking here like uh like we are on the phone a lot of times. So uh, yes. Now we're just and, doing it in front of a in front of a webcam <laughs> and in front of a microphone and a webcam. Yeah. yeah. And it just it's but it is it's important stuff because what y'all don't know is John and I talk probably almost every day and we just go through what what things we see, what things we don't see, um, what what are the tips, what are the things that you know, what drove us crazy this week, that kind of thing. Exactly. And these and these fall tips are things that through the years, and I hate to say that now, but we've learned a whole lot of things about. Um, winterizing your home and things like that. We both grew up in, in places where it's really cold. Um, we now live outside Atlanta, Georgia, where it's not really cold. So for us, this is uh, we're recording this in, in early September, and it's not um, yet getting really cold. But uh, I do remember that, gosh, after Labor Day, it was pretty much time to, to get set up oh, for winter. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much time to get set up for winter. And one of the things that we were discussing is, is that for a lot of these, there's a lot of tips that we're going to give you here. And one of the things is, is you don't want to throw them all into one weekend. So we were trying to do this as, as giving you more or less a checklist that you can work on through the next series of weeks before the snow actually flies, um, which depending on where you live, could be next week or it could be, you know, many weeks down uh, the road. Many so, times in October in Chicago. <clears throat> many times in October in <laughs> Rochester as well. You know, I remember I remember trick-or-treating. And so we always used Halloween as kind of the, the benchmark. I've trick-or-treated in short sleeves and I've trick-or-treated in snow boots. So you tell me, right? Just depends, right? Yep. Just depends. Right. So we're, we're going to start off with some things um, that you that you need to winterize. This is a couple of your out, a lot of your outdoor things. And so we don't talk much about gas engines and that sort of thing. But we thought we might throw out a few things for your, particularly your small gas engines, your lawnmowers, your your weed eaters, your that kind of stuff. Um, John, you want to you want to take a run at that? You're more of the motor guy than I am. Well, what I would. Yeah, I mean, I, what I suggest and one of our listeners had written in, I think, an email about uh, was they were interested in um, in in automotive and stuff like that. So maybe we talk a little bit more about that and some upcoming shows and things like that. Cause we've both have been involved in, in a lot of that, obviously. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, for the, for the engines and things, um, you know, what, what I like to do is, um, is I like to put in a, a, a stabilizer into the gas Yep. In, into, you know, especially you folks that, that really don't wouldn't run these things for a long time. So if you live up in a really cold area, and, you know, you're not going to run your, your lawnmower for, you know, six months or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's good to throw a little uh, stable in, in the in the gasoline um, and uh, just to keep the gunk gunk out of there and the gas fresh and things like that. And that should be non-ethanol gasoline, by the way, for small yeah, engines? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of problems right now with... With things that uh, yeah, it's funny that it's it's funny um, th- that the uh, the the gasoline uh, caps on my small equipment, especially like my chainsaw, have swollen up to the point that I had to use a wrench to get them off. Ooh, because of that. Ouch. So I had to go in there and trim it down, phys- you know, physically trim it down, and and now now it works. But I'm noticing that in in my um, uh, pressure washer too because i what it, what it does is a lot of folks will, uh, if you look down and you look in the manual it'll tell you how to do how to winterize your your equipment it's a good thing to do now what i do is i run my like let's say my my pressure washer it's got a it's got a um a, a valve on it that'll turn the gasoline off to the carburetor so that you yes. can actually run the carburetor dry Dry, so you right. don't leave any gasoline in there, which will gunk it up, gunk the jets up and things like that. And then you're like, ah, oh, man, you know, here we go. <laughs> so here we go. That's yeah. Right. That, and that topic's for another day of how to fix all that. But, um, yeah, so that's what, that's what I like to do. Um, you know, I like to clean them all up. I like to oil them all up, especially my chainsaw and things, the bars and everything. So just to rust, I use WD-40 and I spray it on there and just kind of just lightly wipe it and leave it a little film of uh, oil on it, put it away. Yeah, and do you do you ever spray, when you were up north, did you ever spray a little oil up in the cylinder heads, like take a spark plug off and just put a little oil in? I did. Yeah. I did. Um, we did too, as well. Yeah, you just uh, just a little bit, not not to hydro lock an engine. 
No. So, <laughs> you know, I, we always use WD-40. Yeah. That wouldn't hydro lock, you know, and right. you could just spray it in and it would keep the rust off. Right. And then it, it also burns. So it makes for a hard start, you know, first time up, but it does, it only takes a few seconds to get that stuff right. out or, there. Or a lot of times what we used to do was, was fog the engine, right? Yep. And, or fog the and, engine. Yeah. Yep. And just let it run and pour a little uh, oil or something into, into the carburetor and, and fog it up and then turn it off. Yeah. You know, when so, it starts burning. So this is this is just advice for any of your small gas engines. So your you know your chainsaw, your um, your snowblower, or well, I guess your snowblower, you would do this in the spring. But um, you know this time of year, of course, on the converse side, it might be time to get the snowblower out and make sure it runs. <clears throat> make sure you get out. We'll, we're, that's a, that's our second tip. So we'll work on that one in a second. But um, this is good for anything. Your line trimmer, um, any any gasoline engine that you're not going to use for several months between now and, and springtime. Um, any of these tips will work for any of those particular pieces of equipment. So um, it's just good advice, I think. Anyway, John. Yeah. You know. No. 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 And it, it's going to save you a lot of aggravation when it comes time to use them again. Absolutely. I will, I will, I will tell you that. You know. Now. I don't run into that problem in the in the warmer climate as much because I can use these. I I actually wind up using stuff pretty often down here, even through the winter. Right. Um, not my lawnmower so much, but a lot of some some other things. But um, you folks that are living in uh, those colder climates, when you when when those tools and those machines really go dormant for a while, yeah, you need to take care of them because yeah. I will also say that the the changes in temperature will cause a lot of condensation. Condensation, yep. And you Which want to be aware. You want to be aware of that. Yeah, we, we learned that from aviation, right, John? You always check your fuel tanks because of condensation. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, you're always looking for for a little bit of water in the tanks, Remember and that's that just going up and draining the at, draining the wing. a little. Yep. yep. Sure enough. Yep. So. Every time. So um, it, it happens, and it happens. Boats too. Same thing. You know, if you have your boat, make sure you winterize your boat, um, and and go through all of that stuff. You get get a either. Yeah, oxymoron yeah. marine mechanic um but just make sure that you do winterize your boat as well anything that's that's outside it needs to be winterized we're really lucky here in that we only have a couple of days a year that we need to worry about freeze issues so you know that's really fortunate but some of these other issues are pretty good I, now i use my lawnmower all year because i have a bagging attachment so actually in the winter time about once january or so i always run it across the lawn just to pick up leaves and trash yeah, but right. Right. Um, so, but that, yeah, for us, I mean, our short season is short. It's a, it's a month, maybe two at the outside yeah. edge. So most of the stuff is going to be okay down here, but boy, you're not kidding. You know, we used to put our lawnmower away. Gosh, I'm going to say probably October, you know, just first week of October, yeah. maybe just kind of dependent on the season, yeah. but, man, it didn't see the light of day till May. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's uh, that's yeah. a long time. That's a long yeah. time. So we understand. We've been there. We've lived that life. Folks, it's great living in the South. But anyway, be that as it may. <laughs> Johnny, what else do we got? Oh, here's one that I always love. Drain your garden hoses. Even in the South, drain your garden hoses every once in a while. Yep. You know what? Take them off the spigot. Put, the one, put one end downhill or as downhill as much. Lift that hose up over your head and coil it up over your head so the water drains out. Because it only takes one freeze to bust that freaking hose and it's great if you want to spend extra money but i am too frugal to do that when i know the cause which is usually i've right, left yeah. the darn thing hooked up and i didn't drain it out right mm -hmm. so pretty pretty simple fix um really simple fix but you have to remember to do it yep. so yep give us another one johnny um 
You know, I'm I'm going to um, now one one thing that I probably will not use for a little while um, is a grill. So my grill, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean that thing up, and I'll, I'm gonna use it now for a while. But after that, there will be a pause, and I'm not gonna use that grill. <laughs> but I do clean it up in the fall, and then put it away. Yep. Um, and I do keep my eye on the, uh, on the weather forecast. Cause if there is a, is there, you know, once it starts to freeze, uh, you know, then I I'm, I'm really motivated to, to, to do the garden hose. I've got a connection that runs underneath my deck that I need to drain out. I clean up the grill. So just to kind of reiterate what you were just saying, um, it's a, it's a good practice to do. And actually, you know, I take the cover off the grill in the uh, in this in the spring or the next time I use it, man, ready to go. Yep. So yeah, good cleaning. Um, if you have a lot of steel parts in there, you might take some vegetable oil again for rust preventative. You know, and use a little. Don't use WD forty. It'll give your food a not a, such a great taste. Um, but vegetable oil does the same thing, right? It's exactly the same thing. Yep. You can get spray, you know, you can get spray variety if you want, or you can just rub it on with a yep. with a cloth. Um, but that's just going to protect your grill and have it ready to go. And and it might, you know, it'll burn off when you go to use it, maybe a little bit. But it's it'll it'll it's gone in two minutes, you know. And uh, but it does stop things from rusting, so it's always a good thing. Too, if you if you're going to store your grill inside, this is more if, if you're outside, right? If you're if you're or you're, you're in really cold climates, make sure you take the propane bottle off. Don't leave a propane bottle inside because of just if you ever <laughs> yeah, if you don't ever do get that. a leak, yeah, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, if you ever get a leak, of course, propane yeah. is very explosive and yeah. and uh, can go boom boom. Yeah. But um, just cover up your valves too. You know, just take a plastic bag, wrap them around the valves. <clears throat> just keeps gunk from getting in there because it only takes a little bit you know and then all of a sudden you're trying to figure out why doesn't it work right and so uh just take a plastic bag if you unhook your tank take a plastic bag put it around there put a rubber band on it you're good to go it's just going to keep any trash from getting into the into the valve stuff like that um just you know simple things these are simple things but as a combined thing all of this is kind of a lot so what a, what's another one, John? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, weather stripping. We talk about weather stripping every year, but fall time is the time. So all of those places that you felt cold spots last year, John, which you did. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? What I did. I think. I think I mentioned this on, on a previous episode. Was I took um, some? I'm looking around for them. The sticky pads, you know, and I put them all around where the where it was where the cold air was coming in. Yep. And. Um, you know, I went about after the after the freeze that we had, uh, fixing all those areas, which sure. were uh, which were numerous. I which had, were... <laughs> I actually had, some, I actually had some siding that was uh, separating underneath my deck that was letting in a whole lot of cold air, and uh, I just went in there and foamed it all in because nobody sees it anyways. Right, but right. Um, that uh, was the source of my frozen pipe. So John's referring to, I, I, just, I have to predicate this. So John was referring to last year, last fall or last winter, we had an actual, a really hard freeze. It was in single digits, which does happen here in Atlanta about every 25 years, believe it or not. Um, but we were down into the single digits. And of course, John and I both, we, we lived in places where single digits were not uncommon anyway. But for most people here in the greater, in the South, I'm just going to say in the South, single digit territory is really unknown. Uh, <laughs> it's unknown. So <clears throat> it's funny yeah you're, you're right larry because in a lot of people actually have moved down here to get away from from that and they found themselves back in it <laughs> yeah and they find well they found themselves back in it and but i will the, it, and go ahead I'm, I'm sorry larry but the the, the homes weren't 
designed down here for single digits. They were designed for 30 you know, degrees or so. And so there's some, th some steps that you have to take if you live in the south when it's really bitterly cold like that, that up north you generally don't worry about because the homes were, it's a different, it's a different set of codes, it's a different set of insulations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not gonna get into that. But <clears throat> still, because y'all in the north are like, yeah, so what? And we're like, well, <laughs> it's called broken pipes and lots of them if you're not careful. Um, so anyway, there's there's a whole series of things. But one thing too, on just back on weather stripping, one thing is like if you if if you're looking at doors and windows and particularly at night, if you turn the lights out or if you turn the lights on, if you can see light underneath your door, underneath your windows, out around the edges, you need to put some weather stripping in. And um, really common door door seams or door strips are really common for getting weak um, and they get they let a little light in and you would be amazed how much energy you'll save just by replacing those door strips so you might think it's not a big deal but it's a big deal and same thing on windows and, and anywhere else too so uh, check your weather strip and fall's a good time to do it because it's starting to get cold and you actually should do it in the south you should do it before air conditioning season but it doesn't really matter as long as you do it at some time or another it's very very helpful so whether that's weather stripping what's what's another one we've got johnny well you know the other thing was that uh, now we did talk about the engines and stuff but you know if you do have if you know you need to look at look at like your snow blowers and things like that now's the time to do it because of lead time you lead know, time if, on if, repairs if, if yep. you have to repair it um, whether you're going to do it yourself or you have to have a professional do it um, you know, before they get stacked up with people just finding out that things don't work when they need to work, you might want to just, uh, you know, take a look at those things now, whether that's, whether that's, uh, you know, your, your plow trucks, your snow blowers, your whatever, um, shoot, check your shovels, man. Hey, Make sure yeah. you've got your snow shovels and you know where they are. There you go. The, the last thing you wanted, you know, here's the deal, right? So we worked in my, my, my dad owned a bicycle <clears throat> shop and, and we did outboard motors as well. So boats and bikes. Right. And, um, every year, in the fall time, how many times did we get bikes and boats in for repairs for the next year? Never. When did we get them? We got them on the first nice weekend after the first nice weekend in the spring. It yeah. was like a My day. Tires are flat. Oh, All you you yeah. name it. You name it, it. Was a, yep. it. You name it. It didn't matter. When can you get can you get it done this week? Well, I could, except you're now seven hundred. Yeah, and and also it's going to be a premium charge. Uh, back to the pricing triad yeah. is exactly what so. it is but but take it in now and and i always do it this way i i explain to people like here in the south like if i'm, if I'm going to have my boat worked on for example i tell them now and i take it in this time of year and i tell them look i'm really not going to need this till spring but don't drag your feet either because i found some of these guys drag yep. their feet like yep. why are you dragging your feet i brought this thing to you two months ago <laughs> should be done Right. So but it's easier to follow up now because they're not slammed, you know, yep. and, and you can get on them and get it done. And particularly, you know, the last thing time when you want to actually replace or repair your snowblower. Or we used to have an old plow truck and it was the mm -hmm. same thing. We didn't want the plow truck to not work when it snowed. So we always spent in the fall, and this was an old plow truck, and that's all it did was snow, plow snow at the house. Um, but we always checked it out in the fall, always, always, always. It was a, it was just a project. And and uh, we'd go, we'd make sure that the hydraulics worked, we'd make sure that the engine ran. Yeah. We just how did many, all How the... many clutches did you put in that thing? 
Uh, it's <laughs> funny you should ask. Yeah. So this was a 1964 yeah. Scout, yeah. right? All-wheel drive Scout. Um, the way between clutches and brakes, we really didn't use them because the way we stopped it was we dropped the plow. And uh, that stopped it, believe it or yeah. not, because the brakes didn't work. Dad didn't want to put any money into it. And I don't blame him. I mean, this was a, a vehicle we used on a bad year. We'd use it 10 times, you know. And so it and that was a bad year. And, uh, you know, we just didn't we didn't have a lot of he didn't want to put a lot of money into it. I don't blame him. Um, but we always made sure that it ran. I think we put I don't know if we ever put a clutch in it. I know we never put brakes in it because we just dropped the plow. Even when we'd use it in the summer, we'd drop the plow. It stopped. Yeah. You know, we weren't driving it on road, so it wasn't like it needed to be, you know, uh, perfect. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – and it and it was kind of a Fred Flintstone kind of vehicle because the floorboards had rotted out. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I understand. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Well, at some point we'll, we'll talk about the – we'll talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting to say the least. It was pretty cold in the wintertime, but anyway, be that as it may. Um, one other thing, you know, one thing I always like to say as a tip, if you live in, in icicle country or snow country, um, and you do have a central air uh, conditioning unit outside sitting outside, take a piece of plywood or some kind of hard surface and stick it out over the top of your unit. Don't think it's a great idea to fully enclose it because obviously if you fully enclose it, what happens is you create a nice environment for rodents like mice and rats and stuff, squirrels, whatever, chipmunks, and they'll go in there and nest. But if you just put something over the top, it's going to stop you know, excessive snowfall or icicles from damaging the top of your unit. Um, and really, I mean, really cheap. Just take the old scrap piece of plywood, put it over the top, and it just keeps, you know, anything, tree branches, all the That's stuff right. that falls off your That's roof now. Tip no longer hits your hits your uh, HVAC unit. So, and we just had one here where we had a big straight line wind event fall through and a tree f fell on it and it crushed the unit. And uh, that was a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. A piece of plywood would not have stopped the tree that fell on it, but um, it, it would, it, they're more sensitive to damage than you think. So take, take the easy precaution and, and do that. So, do we have any more, Johnny? How many more do we have? I mean, uh, we got a, we've got a few more that uh, got a that couple we kind more. of uh, yeah. listed out here. Um, you know, I, it might be a good, <laughs> and this is one of the things that a lot of people don't do, um, and it is a, a little bit tricky. And, and learn how you can learn how to do it. Maybe you know, look on look on YouTube or ask a professional if you're not, is to uh, remove the sediment out of your water heater. It might be a good time to to do that. It's a good time to do that. Yeah, about once a year, you should take the sediment out. And basically, you're, all you're doing is on the bottom of your water heater, there's a drain. Hook it up to a hose. Per, it depends where your water heater is. But I always take, my, I take a long hose and put it outside. Turn it on and just watch what comes out. You can collect it in a bucket if you'd like. But there's always some gunk that's in there. And this will extend the life of your water heater. Plus, it actually gives you a little better... Um, uh, heating capacity, largely from the fact of, of it doesn't displace as much water. And it depends on your municipal water system and that kind of thing. But uh, we've seen, gosh, John, what's the deepest you've seen? I've seen people take out two, three gallons worth of yeah. muck yeah. No, out of the gets, bottom of them. It gets pretty bad. And that's two or three gallons of hot water that you don't have. Yep to use so when you drain these things off along with extending the life of your hot water heater it, it actually creates a little bit more now hopefully there isn't that much in your system but it just again it depends on your water and your source yeah. you know your water just source. be you know so. i'll just caution you that when you do that you really check that out before you go do that because that's hot water and and it's pressure. hot water yes and and a little bit of yeah well yeah there is some pressure there too so um uh, yeah, yeah there's all kinds you, of one of the things that uh that 
that uh, that you put down here, which is a which is a good point, is to clean out uh, weep holes in in weep holes. Windows. Yes, um, I have seen these things get clogged up, um, especially over the summer, like a like a wasp nest or a bee. You'll get in there and they'll start building something. Um, yep. And then when those weep holes and folks, what the weep hole is, is it uh, it goes through the brick, and you'll see them if you're looking for them pretty low on your yep. foundation. Yep. And it's meant uh, they're above windows usually it, too. Yeah, by the way. It, exactly. And it's meant it's meant to you know circulate air behind your behind your brick because brick is porous. Brick is porous, and yep. uh, you need to get all the moisture and everything out between the brick and the uh, you know the structure itself. So yep. I've seen these things clog up. I've seen people with a lot of problems on the inside uh, of their house. I actually fixed fixed up. One of these days, I'll p- pull up some pictures that, of the of the repair that I had to do on a really nice house, but the weep hole was clogged up. Yeah, and it was caused from that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my experience here, weep holes particularly now on, on windows, they're down at the bottom corners of the windows, and just take an air a little air gun if you have one and just blow them out. And that that weep hole is basically the water comes down the glass and it gets caught between the glass and the frame, and it just weeps. It literally weeps mm-hmm. out. It'll it'll run out when it really rains hard. In the in the bricks, what we see, at least what I see here in the south, particularly here around Atlanta, is there's a particular bug called a mud dauber. It's a type of wasp, and it just loves to get in in narrow places and fill it up full of mud and literally mud dauber and they they nest that way anyway blah blah we're not getting into an entomology on it but you do need to clean them out simple way i found is just take a quarter inch drill bit and just run that drill in and out of there it it cleans all that muck muck and gunk out and it really is simple don't go too deep by the way you'll go into the siding of the house um but you, you can figure it out i mean it's really simple and that cleans it out and you're good to go and then you can blow it out with a little air if you'd like but yeah you've got to get got to get those cleaned out every once in a while because as john says and it's true the moisture gets up in behind the house and you need a place it's not a place you need a, a way for it to just normally <clears throat> ventilate itself yeah. out so and uh, i'll just add um caution out there that uh, if you have a sprinkler uh, system don't let it hit your brick dude <laughs> good advice yes because brick is porous especially right when the weep hole is clogged yeah exactly and then you're in a um, nice house and the wall boards on the inside are starting to yeah. where's all this coming from yeah yeah why do we have all this mildew on yeah, the inside of the lovely. house yeah yeah, lovely. Um, fall time always, as we always say, time to check drainage around the house and also clean your gutters. One and kind of part and parcel of the same thing, but clean your gutters, check your drainage. Drainage needs to be, Johnny? Drainage needs away, oh, yeah, away, away from, from the house. house. Always. Away from yep. the house. And it's yep. funny, um, you know, after a while, it all seems to start to come back to the house unless you're on a on a slope somehow, but it's, it just seems like because of the way the water runs off your, even off your gutters and stuff like that, it'll start digging a little trench <laughs> around the foundation of your house. So, um, just be aware of that. Be aware of that easily fixed. Just use, get some fill dirt and just fill it, backfill it. And very, very and simple. Most of the problems that you and I see come from you know, when the water is in the basement and stuff is comes from that from that yeah. and that's a set, and that's as, and that's as uh, you know as simple as it gets but yeah about eight and a half times out of yeah. ten 
That's all yep. it is. It's just literally, they, it's just the wrong direction. It just comes at the house instead of away from the house. And it's really simple to fix. Um, it's, it's really, really simple. So, you know, check the drainage on your house. It's always, it's that time of year, fall time. And, and if you live in snow country, you're going to want to do it because you don't, you do not want that in the wintertime. No, because that turns, oh, it's bad. Yeah, ooh, sometime ooh. we'll have to address, you know, living up, living up north and ice dams and stuff like that in your in your gutters and underneath your roof <laughs> uh yeah you folks up there you know what i'm you know what i'm talking about yes you do unfortunately yeah, it's a mess so, it's, a, it's a mess what else we got johnny well the last the last thing here is a point is um you know now's it now's a good time to take a look and and um look at your fireplace especially you know any buildup that you have up the you know in the chimney Yep, look for creosote. So, how do you do that? Do you know how to do that? Yeah, you know, you can do it with a flashlight. I mean, I just always looked up in there, and you could you could see how it was building up. Um, you know, that was about as simple as it got. Now, I will yep. say that I never did our, you know, there's guys out there that'll do the, you know, chimney sweeps, right? They'll 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 do mm -hmm. this. They're that's that's their job. So, uh, it's always good to do that because you know, you can light you can light a chimney on fire. From the inside absolutely from the inside out and it's and bad it's, and it sets the it, house on fire sometimes oh yeah. it's not good yeah so don't yeah it yeah, it, yeah it don't burn uh pine logs in your fireplace <laughs> right any softwood really <laughs> yeah. to be honest you know sounds simple but it but it's not and uh one one way to do it if you if you think you have a problem is just take your fireplace poker and just stick it up in there and scrape yeah. it and if you pull off some black gunk it's time to have the uh, fireplace swept by by I say by a professional. I know you can do it DIY. I, I agree. I, it with can you. be done, but I will tell you what. I'm not sure. I've I've looked at it, and I mean I've got several places with fireplaces, and I've looked at having them. Looked at sweeping them myself. And I, by the time I get done with, you have to cover the front of the fireplace and you have to hook your shop back up to it. And by the time you, and then you need a brush and you got to get up on the roof and da, 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 da. And by the time I get done, I'm like, no. And I, and I'm a DIY guy. I'll do it myself nine out of 10 times. That's just one. that's not worth the, it. The, uh, you know, uh, it's for me, it's not yeah, worth it. Yeah. So and I think that goes in the, uh, uh, save yourself some aggravation. <laughs> it's an aggravation yeah, one absolutely because yeah, that's, that's here here's the other side if they're doing it properly and you don't cover the front of that oh, thing you no, have a mess yeah, like yeah, you yeah. you can't even imagine well, i mean it's a bloody hell mess. and there's all kinds I mean, of other huge. things that that might be you know that they're going to take care of i mean there's there's things i don't i'm not a chimney guy okay and i know my limitations and we talk about all these kind of things you know right. limitations right. and stuff like that so but there's all kinds of new fireplaces and the and and the and flues and all kinds of stuff. Those yeah, guys deal with it day things. in and day out. I don't. Uh, I don't want to. It's a dirty job. I don't even like cleaning out my fireplace. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, it's all that. And then if you don't use your fireplace much, you know, look down your fireplace or look up your fireplace and look for eyes. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you we know, gotta because yeah. there's. There's animals that like living in fire or in chimneys, yeah. you know, raccoons are one of them. Uh, there's a bird called a chimney swift, yep. in case you did not know this. Yeah. And guess where they will live? In your chimney, yep. um, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, they're, they're, yeah, we, uh, we, they're, they're uh, it's in out Chicago, there. we actually had a raccoon come down the, the chimney and into the house. Yep. And into the and house. He was, yep. uh, he was walking around in the basement, actually. He got in that chimney, thank goodness, yep. uh, instead of the other chimney that led to the, the the family room and uh, the upstairs right. 
but yep. he got in the one that went all the way to the basement and I could see, you could see his feet marks and then he went back and <laughs> climbed back out of there, you know? So I'm like, Oh boy, yep. look at that. And that's, you know, and now you're looking around the basement going, uh, I don't want to run into that thing. But he was out of there. <laughs> so Anyways. So, yeah. So anyway, well, John, do you, do you, the last time that a spaceship landed in your yard, did you try to winterize it or what did, what did they, what did they tell you? I don't know, but I thought that they said that they looked up your chimney. Not going there, Johnny. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. This is a G-rated show, Johnny. It's a G-rated show. I'm just saying. Oh, anyway. Well, all right, folks. If you like this nonsense we call the uh, Handyman Pros Radio Show, please, again, once again, like and subscribe to our show both on YouTube and on the podcast player of your choice. We certainly appreciate it. Help spread the word. Um, if you have any questions, send us an email. Questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. We do answer the questions. We had a, a question last week on insurance that we answered. We did that privately. We don't, we're, not, we're not insurance guys. Johnny, we need to get an insurance guy on the we show do. sometime. Um, but, uh, uh, we, we always answer the questions might take us a while and sometimes they become show topics. So send us questions at handymanprosradioshow.com and we will answer your questions. So, um, what else we got with that? We've got it. a Facebook page too. Where that's, uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. So. yeah. And we'll see you next time on the handyman pros radio show. Mm-hmm.